On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Philadelphia found a win again. They get back on their winning side of things, and they defeated the Phoenix Suns, one of the best teams in the West. We'll talk about it. Break it down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with code, promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and partner, as always, from theinquirer.com. And course you know, six is beat right extraordinaire keith pompey keith what's happening man what's popping d how you doing bro oh six is popping they get a big win against the top team in the nba and uh they have some things to say about it uh as they pick up that w so i'm all good hope you're well hope everybody out there as well we want to thank everybody for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day and remember locked on 76 is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, right here at Locked On 76. As well, Keith, the Phoenix Suns come to town, start off their four-game road trip. The Philadelphia 76ers in their three-game homestand against the Suns with a big win on Monday night to start the week off. Special 8 o'clock start time in Philadelphia. Seemed kind of late, didn't it, for, for a normal? You know, I know it was nationally televised game, NBA TV, but still, 8 o'clock start time, marquee game against the Phoenix Suns. But it did live up to the billing. It was, in a, it was a competitive game. It was a good game. And the Sixers welcomed Joel Embiid back and got the W. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about Joel Embiid, of course, being back and what it means to have him back in the lineup. Uh, speaking about the team, hearing Joel Embiid after the fact speak about how the season now starts. <laughs> Not game 11, game number one for them last night, picking up the W. And the NBA is off on Tuesday. We'll tell you why. We'll discuss why that is meaningful and uh, why the NBA is probably doing the right thing with what they decided for this Tuesday. But, Keith, big win for the basketball team last night. Yeah, it was a huge win. And, it, you know, it's one of these things, when you look at it, D, it's not really surprising. And the reason why I'm saying that is because the Phoenix Suns are a great team, and whenever we think that the Sixers are about to, like, get uh, crushed, whatever word you want to use, demolished, like, beat down, it always seems like they pull one out their bag. And that had that feel last night. I mean, Phoenix came in. They looked like a team that was thinking like, you know, James Harden, Joel, he's missed the last three games. You know what? Yeah, they're going to play around. We're going to come back. And then all of a sudden, it's, it, it seemed like it was following that strip for a little bit, right? But then George Niang kept hitting big threes. He did it four times in the fourth fourth quarter. Like where they were on a run and George Niang would come back and bang. And 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 I think that, you know, that turned out being a great win for the Sixers. And, you know, Joel Embiid, condition-wise, you know, he has a ways to go. But as far as the way they were running the offense around him, D, I, I felt like he really looked good, man. 
Well, I'll speak on George Niang and what he did first, seven for 10 from three. He had some big ones in the third and fourth quarter, some huge, huge three-pointers. And it was really uh, one that put the game away in the fourth quarter where uh, he started to, to bellow to the crowd and Monty Williams called timeout because they were on that run. I believe it was less than three minutes on the clock. And he hit a big three-pointer right from the left side of the court there and uh, and drilled it and got the crowd going crazy. And that's that's the first time we really heard it uh, over the course of these games so far that loud. And they had that one win against the Indiana Pacers, and they were one and four uh, at that point with the home game. And we talked about it last, last podcast how they need to again start to protect their home floor. And that's why the crowd is always there. So they're always going to do their part. They just have to go out there on the basketball floor and, and perform. And, and they did just that. And George Niang was spectacular with his 21, the season high off the bench, just carrying it. And he was playing the closing minutes too, Keith. And yeah. for, for Doc Rivers' team, defensively or not, he was so hot shooting the basketball. You leave the hot hand in the game. And he did that. And they played off of a lot of what Joel Embiid uh, was doing out there on the floor, to your point, uh, as the focal point of the offense. Uh, he wasn't too stingy with the ball. I felt like, yes, yeah, sometimes he held it. But he had a matchup with DeAndre Ayton where he was able to put his body into him and move him. Same thing with Bismack Miambo when he came in the game. Jack Landale, Landale uh, the rookie center who has had some really good games so far for the Phoenix Suns. He he battled, but he was just no match for B, which we all know. And he showed that in yesterday's game, uh, last night's game, uh, with what he did against the Phoenix Sun centers, their front line, and, and getting back on the floor and playing over 35 minutes, Keith, uh, in the game. His conditioning is not right to your point, but his shot didn't look too flat. Uh, he did look fatigued early on. He came out early in the first quarter. But once he came back in and settled down, I'll tell you, and I'll tell all the listeners, I, I look up at one point on the on the big board, and in the third quarter, he had 23 points. And I was like, how? Where, where did the 23 points come from? They were that easy. And he got mm -hmm. to the foul line like he typically does and made all of them. So it was a typical Joel Embiid performance that we're accustomed to seeing. And if he plays like that, of course, Keith, we've seen this before. Before the James Harden-Ben Simmons trade, we saw where Ben Simmons was not playing. Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris with Seth Curry, mind you. I'm not going to leave Seth Curry out of it. Uh, they found ways to win a lot of games and stay atop of the Eastern Conference before that trade was executed. So They've done this before. They've, they've played like this with those three as the core, the main core players. And we'll see if they continue to keep it going uh, as they have two days off now. He has more time to get himself back to 100% after being ill for a, a, the last week or so and see what they do against the Atlanta Hawks, who are a 7-3 and three basketball team right now after last night's win. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. It really is. I mean – and 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 you just brought up something that I didn't really think about. I mean, whenever the other all-star doesn't play, Joel and B excels. You know what I mean? So that's something that but that's something that they gotta mesh. That's something that they gotta bring together. But he surely did look the part, I mean, yesterday. And the one thing is like I do like the way, you know, they said he kept like whenever he was tired, he kept letting them know and then you know, Paul Reed would come in and and and, and sub in for him for a couple minutes. Um, but he looked good, man. He really did. And that ball movement was really popping yesterday. Yeah, it really was. Really was. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, when we get back, Keith, let's discuss something that is being talked about again, as we already mentioned, the fact that many, 
not only Joel Embiid who said it last night, a lot of fans saying last night was the beginning of the Sixers 2022-23 season. We'll talk about why that's not the case, but they can roll with it. We'll discuss it next right here, Locked On 76. talk about sweat block right the thing yeah. about sweat let me talk about sweat block key let me oh, let me tell you yeah, okay. let me tell people about sweat block let me talk about sweat block one of the uh, newest uh, sponsors here hanging out with us on the locked on 76ers uh podcast here and look sweat block is as we told you a little bit earlier whether you or one of your family members has has dealt with something like this you know it's embarrassing to have to deal with sweat and feel uncomfortable and having so many people look at you about sweating uh, the way that you may do or you maybe one of your family members do so we want to tell you about sweat block sweat block has wipes that are your little secret to confidence so you speak about when you're out there in the summer heat and you are sweating profusely maybe you have a you like to keep a, a, a towel a little towel with you or or a, a washcloth uh, with you to wipe the sweat away from you and you don't want to have to deal with it so much well sweat block has wipes they created some wipes that are is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor try sweat block save 20 percent with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Get out there and do it today, people. Uh, do it today. All right. All right. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen here today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, uh, looking at this, what a lot of people were talking about, saying that, hey, the season starts now. Season finally gets underway for this basketball team. Whatever floats their boat, whatever they want to go with, they can go with. Uh, Joel Embiid mentioned it on the podium also last night after the game where he said, now that he has uh, he watched a lot of the Phillies, he's happy with how things went with them, unfortunately not winning the title, but happy with how they performed, getting to the World Series, getting into game six. The season starts now for them. Uh, they're back on the floor. They're getting back at it. I don't see it that way, but, hey, they're five and six after the win last night over Phoenix, and they have plenty of basketball to be played. What do you make of what Embiid and others? Because I saw it even before – he said it on social media. I saw it plenty of times, even before Monday, where Sixer fans were saying, now the season begins. I mean, I kind of think, uh, what else can the team say? Like, you know, what right. I mean? when you're four and six, you want to say, hey, look, it's a new day. Like, you can't think about yesterday. You know what I mean? You got to think about today and tomorrow. Um, but you know, you know, it, it, it's one of those things right now you look at it 
uh, and you look at uh, the Boston Celtics who went to the championship last year, they were four and six in their first 10 games, right? At the halfway point, they were 20 and 21. They won 31 of their last uh, uh, 41 games last season. So, you know, you can always say that and you can have that approach. You know, the problem is, is to me, they still have to mesh all their pieces together. So while they're saying the season starts today, realistically, the season doesn't start to me if they're going to claim that until James Harden comes back. So you can see it. But but at the same time, I understand why they're coming out and they're saying that because it's like forget about tomorrow. The problem is if you guys gave everybody, everyone a huge uh, like lead, you know what I mean? You spotted them five and a half games or what have you, like the Milwaukee Bucks. So you, you, you're you in a big hole right now. But, you know, the, the season should have started on October 18th, to be real. But I think that a lot of people are saying that because this is when people are starting to pay attention more to the 76ers. Yeah, and I, I took it as – of course, no one wanted to look at the six losses and talk about the six losses as if they really happened, as, as we know. And they took it as as that, and they decided to uh, use that as a motivating factor of, hey, we still have so many basketball games left in the season. We have 72 games to go, uh, excluding last night. I mean, including last night as the 72nd game. And they decided to turn it up now. And it's unfortunate how they begun season got underway and now they look at look at the opportunity there to say the season started nothing really to do with the Phillies because look the Phillies saved the Sixers for a while while they were in the postseason and not having all the the attention on them as as poorly as they were playing you know so many would have been coming at the Sixers in a big way especially after all the expectations the uh, big acquisition of P.J. Tucker they would have been coming after the Sixers big time and that's not the case. So now they understand that the Eagles play once a week. Philly's no longer there. Flyers will get some of the attention. The Union are also finished their season. A lot of the conversation is really going to be about them, and they need to pick up their level of play. Now, when you talk about when James Harden comes back, they'll probably call that, Keith, the start of the second half of the season. Now, <laughs> to uh, the, to do it that way. And um, so, so we'll see. But, yeah, I, I – I don't look at it that way. I'd look at it just simply just start a new winning streak and see where you go from there. It's not not start of the season. It's just starting a winning streak. You learn from the losses that you had and take those, put them in your pocket and figure out what you need to do to make sure you don't get back to that. So don't exclude them. They're there. Now you have to play catch up to to your point. As of last night, you always put up the the NBA Eastern Conference standings uh, and, of course, where the 76ers are on that. They're number 10 right now, mixed in with a few of the other five and six teams in the play-in tournament. Do I, I don't believe that they'll be there when the season is over with. None, none whatsoever. I believe that they'll be right back where we talked about them before, in the top six, in the top three of the NBA Eastern Conference standings um, once, things, once things really settle down for them. And as you talked about, I just simply start to continue to develop that chemistry that they need to have and get things together. Cause I saw a lot of, a lot of mistakes last night. We've seen them like little things, 
little tiny things, little small things that they have to correct. Even with players that were here together, Paul Reed and George Niang, two instances that we've seen in two separate games where they're fighting for a rebound. And that's a normal thing. You fight for a rebound. Sometimes sometimes you lose it because you're fighting for it and nobody's communicating. Well, we've seen a few of those where like P.J. Tucker's yelling at a teammate, which they need with yelling at a teammate because it's something they didn't do. And uh, James Harden, before he was injured, doing the same thing. Joel Embiid, same. Tobias Harris last night talking to DeAnthony Melton and, and another player on the floor about the ball swinging the, the right way and where they were supposed to be. He was emphatic of one, two, three, uh, of where we they were supposed to be on their spots on the floor. So those are the things that they're going to have to work through in order to get to where they want to be. And that is to, to what you talked about back on that winning side of things and, and get back to the top of the Eastern Conference and not in the bottom in a play-in tournament. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, well, let's talk about why the NBA is having a day off on Tuesday today. No NBA games. We'll talk about it when we get back. Why it's a good thing right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about Bet Online. You know, Bet, on, Bet Online is your continued source for online betting, right? Stats, news, information, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and even esports. We got you all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today. Just not tonight, because there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to look ahead. Unless you want to look ahead to tomorrow's and, and, and jump in on that. Well, Keith, yeah, the NBA is off today. No games are scheduled. All 30 teams played on Monday night, and they did so because today is election day and they wanted to allow all people to go out there and exercise their right to vote. We've seen a bunch of commercials from the NBA, from the local teams, of course, with the 76ers where Doc Rivers, Tyrese Maxey, George Niang, I've seen on the local commercials for on the during television broadcast where they're encouraging people to get out there and vote. So I have no problem with what they uh, did today and making sure, of course, us selfishly, we won't have anything to, to look at tonight. So technically it's just a day off for a lot of people uh, in terms of their sports viewing. But, yeah, it's a good thing that the NBA, what the NBA is doing, and not only for for the fans, but also for the players, even though they will be out of their markets and in different cities. They, I'm sure, took care of business before they left town, uh, making sure that they exercised their right to vote. Good thing the NBA is doing, Keith. Yeah, it is, but, like, selfishly, because, you know, you always think that everyone's like you. Like what I did um, today is the first thing I did was, you know, I got up real early and then I was like, all right, I'm going to be one of the first persons over there to vote. You know what I mean? And it's like really around the corner from the house. So it's not far. And then it's like now today's my off day, too. So now I'm just like, man, I wish there was something on TV I could watch or look forward to watching something. You know what I mean? So I'm a little selfish. I'm uh, being selfish right now, but yeah, it's a great thing that they're doing because, you know, we're, we're talking about um, 
you know, voting. And and let's face it, you know, voting isn't as as uh, popular in most areas. Now, it has been recently because of, you know, the elections and stuff like that, the recent elections. But before that, especially this, like you see a lot of people wouldn't vote at this time. Now, they would vote for the presidential election, mm-hmm. but other stuff they just didn't care about. And the fact that the NBA is making it um, important and and giving not allowing people to have excuses, and also making sure that all their players are able to vote in their own home markets, right? I, I think this is something special. But selfishly, I'm disappointed because I'm not going to have NBA basketball to watch tonight. Uh, maybe you have to go to NBA TV and see if they're re-airing one of the, you know, the, the games that were the better games of the year or something like that. Or watch a movie. Go watch a movie. Pop some popcorn. Sit back. Watch a movie. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, uh, we appreciate everybody for uh, taking the time to uh, hang out with us, uh, of course. And uh, we want to make sure that we uh, uh, do things right by you. Uh, so we hope that you were able to enjoy uh, the conversation, then we will be back with you tomorrow. Want to make sure that we let everybody know that we will be back tomorrow to talk about 76ers. Another off day for them as they get ready for the Atlanta Hawks. Two days off, Keith. Two days off. That's good for them, man. They need to get that rest in. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Every day now, make your second listen to Locked On Sports today. Locked On uh, Sports covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keep you mind letting everybody else know where we will be, even on an off day. Yeah, like here's the thing. Well, my man, first of all, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you go get Locked On Seventy Sixers podcast. You can also get it on our YouTube channel. Right, what you do is click on that Liberty Bell so you become a subscriber. But even on an off day, like I'm chilling, but your man D is working tonight. Yeah, D has to work. He has to work. So, but it's a good thing, right? So, which is good for y'all. At least you have something to listen to. Um, Now, D is going to be on air, Divine Giving Show, from 1030 to midnight tonight. Following the Flyers game. Following the Flyers game. So, you know what I mean? You can talk some hockey. You can talk some some NBA, you can talk some Eagles. You can also, you know, talk a little bit about the Phillies. I mean, it seems like people are still talking about the World Series. So yes, they are. You know, get your boy D. But then if you want to, like, listen to some NBA stuff, you know, listen to him. But then also if you want to read some NBA stuff, make sure you come to Inquire.com and I got you covered. But you yes. can follow D at DivineG975 on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers on Twitter. Keith, thanks, man, as always. Yeah, always good, D. Peace. All right, you got it.